So I'm delighted to welcome to the show today Libby. She's the co-founder of Actioned and for the last 14 years they've got 80 people across the UK, the US and India. Welcome Libby. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. So today everything's going really well but we're jumping in the coaching time machine to go to a moment in the past where maybe it wasn't. When, when are we going back to? Uh, we, I think we said that we'd be going back to a time um, in 2022, which I felt was like just before the official end of the pandemic. But yeah, we're going back to October 2022 and I was in the UK and yeah, experienced uh, a down period that I hadn't experienced for quite some time. <laughs> Okay, so so it's October twenty two two. You're in the UK. Where where are you? Uh, I was actually I don't remember the neighbourhood. Um, I know I was south of the river. I think it's Bermondsey. I was in an Airbnb. Okay, so you're in a sort of unfamiliar place. You haven't seen your family for a while. And what what's yeah. what's going on? Gosh, yeah, it's funny when you say it like that. I can feel those feelings too a little bit too closely um and yeah i was i was alone so i live a life that isn't necessarily easy at times um obviously we have locations in the us uk and india and i tend to split my life across across those locations and sometimes when i'm talking about that to people people like oh that's so awesome and it's great um but i think like anything in life the grass is sometimes greener on the other side of the fence. So what it does mean is that I uh, have learned to be highly adaptable because I really have no choice. Mm. Um, but I am sometimes in environments where I'm by myself and or in an unfamiliar environment. And I think I was just at my tipping point in October 2022 with respect to um, being in an environment that I wasn't familiar with and being alone again. Mm. And, and, and how did that sort of show up either for you personally or, or, or into the business? Both. Like, it did show up into the business in the sense that um, I was not my normal, positive, um, focused, prioritised self. Uh, so, for example, in getting together with team members, I could just, I was not injecting them with the energy that they need from a leader. Because it feels like you, you, there's, there's a lot of structural difficulty baked into that thing you say. Like it's, it, it seems exciting being in three different countries and moving between the three, but it is quite disconcerting and hard to build a routine. I, I think what it sounds like is, that, and, and like many founders, there are, there are many factors to being a founder which are quite wearing and actually life right. as a founder is about giving out energy often you give it out to your mm. team you give it out to your clients you give it out to the public right and there are not many ways to get energy back in right and it sounds like in, in this moment like you weren't getting the validation from the business that necessarily you wanted or had been getting you'd mm. which which kind of made, might have made you question like why am i in a room by myself in a new place <laughs> Yeah. away from my family, away from my husband, like, yeah. what what's going on? What's going on? Why am I doing all this? Like, yeah, if the rewards, are, if I'm not seeing the results, yeah, it's 
to, you hit the nail on the head. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's that that's that's your strength, James. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But but I think for other founders listening, I think it's a very sort of recognizable but like how do we stop ourselves getting into that moment mm. because i mean it is with the pandemic it was there were some particular challenges but it's something yeah. people hit time and time again and it's quite interesting that you say you've been doing this for or you've been doing it for 14 years it's only in the last six months that you've kind of put in place these these time zones and activity mm. plans and stuff so I'm, I'm curious why like was it as a result of october that these things came in place well, it's just the result of October is just more consciousness of what can I do to avoid this scenario. I'm, I'm A-OK and I totally understand that another scenario will happen and it's going to challenge me and I'm not going to be exactly happy about it. But I'm always like, you know, what can I do to prevent, like, like retrospective, what can I do to prevent another one of those? Um, and so I think, yeah, I... I haven't really asked myself that question necessarily, but I think, yes, I think I just become, I've become, I guess, for lack of a word, stricter with myself of like, no, Libby, this is you, this is your makeup. You need to do these things in order to avoid these results. Um, so I've just become more conscious of the what me and my makeup needs as an input in order to maintain a certain level of equilibrium. So... Yeah, I think it was probably October that drove a lot of that. Yeah. Because mm. it sounds like the numbers aren't necessarily a good judge of the input. Cause what you said was, oh, well, look, we came off this and looked back at all. The pandemic yeah. basically goosed our numbers for two years. Right. But in the same right. way, like you're now doing all the right things in terms of protecting yourself, giving energy, and the numbers don't necessarily yeah. yet come through, but there's just like an undersigned just acceptance that a better version of you is showing up. Yeah, that a better version of me is showing up and and just that I need to, you know, I can't stop uh, reflecting and growing, really. I have no no choice. There is, like, I think maybe October might have been a bit of a moment where there was friction with that. Like, mm. I needed to grow in a certain way, but I wasn't. <laughs> mm. Um and I think I was talking about this with you recently in terms of I am not the company as much as I have been heavily invested and involved in growing it. I'm not the company. Um, I'm a separate individual serving the company. And this company has growth goals and this company has people that it employs and, and the company serves the growth goals of those people um, in both in terms of salary but also in terms of career and professional growth I want to ensure that as an element Libby is doing the best job that she can to serve that company which then serves these people mm. and and vice versa and there's all into you know there's lines going both ways but I want to always be comfortable myself in questioning am I doing the right job for this am I doing the right job for this am I doing the right job for this and and what are the other options like what if I was to put this person in Libby's place right and what could how could that impact the whole system um I want to be able to question that and I want to be able to question that I think it's a really powerful realization I think a lot of founders would regard either the, themselves and the business interchangeable or mm -hmm. describe the business as their baby mm -hmm. 
<laughs> both of which lead to very emotionally entangled states. And it's kind of like, oh, I've grown by 20% in the last two years, as opposed to my company has grown in the last two years. And it, yeah, and I feel that's quite, mostly quite hard to like dis. Quite pain, like quite a painful transition to like separate yourself into two entities. And it led to more of a light shining moment from that perspective as well. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm in a, a healthier place with my relationship to all the elements, if that makes sense. But but you've taken the time since to reflect and think how you do it differently next time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the funny thing is, in talking about this openly, I'm now thinking, oh gosh, who's the audience going to be consuming this podcast? And, and is it right? And, yeah, but oh, there's an element in which sometimes you have to turn off the second guessing. So, well, I think let I mean, the just, just decide. Just just to collude briefly, I, I think my personal take is it sounds like the one yeah. emphasis is like transparency. Like we, yeah. we, we we say transparency is good, but there's an element mm. of like how you deliver that transparency, when how you're showing up when you deliver that. like It's not a, just a unilateral good, because it can be just dumping as opposed to transparency. But I think that as founders, if we're not looking at, are we the right... Founders can just be right for certain parts of the journey. And yeah. actually, they've got huge strengths. So it may be they're better deployed in other things. And I think to constantly come back to that and sense check that is, a, is good leadership not flawed i think it's flawed to go oh i'm i'm the perfect person to to run this business for forever because i'm great yeah i mean that's yeah that feels to yeah. be slight a slightly more dangerous approach to take yeah yeah definitely it's it's not it's not an easy one to solve for i think though when when you're privately owned and um co-founded like we're a husband and wife couple that own it so it's like the idea of then you know, replacing elements of us or in, it's not an easy one to solve for. And I don't, I think there are, there are also other priorities that we need to do as a, as, as a company. Um, I think, I don't necessarily think that is the number one thing that we need Mm -hmm. to be solving for right now, but it did, what it did lead to is honestly, it led to kind of bringing this in and like identifying, well, who do we need on our leadership team? And then before getting there, we're like, oh, well, let's get our vision clearer. So my goal is having greater clarity on like, what is what is it that we're going after and what's the journey that we'll be on? And therefore, what are the people we need to support then this next stage of the journey that we're on, irrespective of who I am. And But also looking at, okay, well, what strengths do I bring to the table? Do I not bring to the table? What strengths do other people bring to the table? Do they not? And therefore, where is the missing gaps? And how are we going to then achieve this vision that we've laid out? So all of this, as messy as it sounds, has led us to, I think, for me, this clarity about where where we're going next. And then just holding patience to get to that point. <laughs> just, just, I mean, use the word replace. And I yeah. wonder whether, I mean, that's quite a sort of a, a fix sort of terminology. I wonder what it's just like empowering. Mm. It's like, how do I empower all the people in the team to be the very best version mm. of themselves in service of the company vision? Yes. And does by doing that, does that open up other opportunities to put bring other skill sets in? Yes, that's the right rephrasing of it. And I want to hone in on what you said before, this whole idea of transparency that sometimes we think it's dumping. That's been, I think, a development need of mine that I've identified in the last 
since that October time frame, I feel like I have sometimes a tendency to dump that I've become more conscious of and I ha- I have work to do on it. Um, but again, it just falls in the list of priorities of where I have work to do. And, and But I thank you for kind of giving it, uh, it gave me a framing that's very helpful. Oh, my pleasure. The nature of being a founder is a highly stressful, energy-demanding role, and therefore it doesn't take too much to take you, take us over the edge. It feels like there are some behaviours and just beliefs that kind of can cause problems, like being over close to business, or I need to kill myself like business, or I am the business. Like it's that's not helpful. But just having the realization is not enough it then takes the time to do the work and really look at it and put in place sort of new processes, new ways of working, new support systems, sort of new vision of what of what that looks like so that you can truly make the change into one where it, it really works for you, both from a business perspective, but from a personal one. Yeah, well, hey, you guided me there. Um, and I again, I think I hope you include this because I think you're really powerful in what you do and, and what you're able to bring out and then um, kind of summarize and shape to help that person in terms of what they're sharing, see it. It's like you're taking something and then you're molding it and saying, here, this is what you gave me. Does that sound right? And um, you're, you're, you're spot on with in, in how you're able to take all those inputs and then shape them so that people can see. Um, more clearly so I really appreciate the conversations we've had and and this one included as you heard today coaching opens up a whole range of insights and areas to explore if you have a potential moment to revisit on the podcast or just want to learn more about coaching book in for a 30-minute chat with me at peer-effect.com